VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. That's right. Heavy hitters coming in here. Jason Smith off, Kerry Rhodes in his stead. And uh, Jason Cole really does want to collaborate on a Herm Edwards book. You got to listen to the whole <laughs> show. The podcast will go up when we're done here. Fox Sports Radio, wherever you get your podcast, download it, rate it, give it five stars. Tell me you love me. I'll walk coast to coast, give you a hug at some point, Forrest Gump style. And away we go. I could even grow that beard. It would be great. At Swollen Dome, where you find me, find Carrie at Carrie25Roads as we broadcast live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And Carrie, big story uh, circling the NFL. We talked with Jason Cole again uh, earlier in the show, but... I went went at it from the let's get a little bit cheeky and funny about the Instagram world as related to Justin Fields. You know, the advent of this a couple of years ago, you know, LeBron being an expert at it of here, I'm getting my message out with a symbol or some cryptic phrase or I'm stealing a quote from, you know, some great philosopher of our time, whatever else. And for other players, it's the I will unfollow a team. Some (laughs) suggesting back in Chicago going, well, what if based on what everybody's still talking about, Shane Waldron met the media? I don't know how often you get a full press corps assembled for an offensive coordinator who got hired to come in and, and do a big press conference. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But he more or less said, look, the offense is going to fit either Justin Fields or another quarterback. Right. So, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kevin Warren, glowing words about Justin Fields last week in an interview he did. There's been a lot of. And obviously you're trying to prop him up, but at the same time, I keep raising my eyebrow going, because I, I argue that keeping fields would not be the worst thing in the world same. for a million reasons. Yeah. And I, I get laughed at. It's like Caleb Williams. No, I'm with you on this one. It's like the yeah. generational quarterback. Yeah. All right. 
every year cannot be a generational quarterback. Somebody's got to be truly special, head and shoulders, right. that we haven't seen for a couple of years. Because I look at Caleb Williams, and then I look at Justin Fields. I'm like, is he really that much better? What, what am I seeing? What am I missing from what we've seen with Justin Fields through three NFL seasons? And I get right. it. You know, there are still some huge things that need to be fixed. Ball security, decision-making to get rid of said ball at times. I also look at it as the Bears, and you could say, well, you know, other quarterbacks in this team or that team, look how quickly they acclimate, whatever else. Like, the Bears, it's a different – it's been a different place for as long as I've been alive related <laughs> to how the the game is coached and how it's played at that position. Yeah. And it doesn't <laughs> excuse Justin Fields – it gets the reason versus excuse kind of thing going, but it's also a, he's 24 years old. Right. You still have two years of control. When I know year five, you pick up the option, it, it balloons. But I go through the, the process, Carrie, and I'm like, you trade that pick, you get multiple ones, whatever you want, giant bag from Washington or somebody else. Oh, yeah. You have fields for two two years, one where it's nothing for 2024. And then it balloons, and then you've got to figure out what he, whether he is or isn't your long-term guy. But in the interim, you've added several pieces to your All-22 to make life that much easier. Whether you like Adunze or Marvin Harrison Jr. better, whether Brock Bowers is still sitting there in the nine slot, whether you find another linebacker or oh, someone in that yeah. secondary, right? Yeah. Johnson is gone. Like, all of those things, like... Isn't that overall package of those guys on rookie deals with Justin Fields? Doesn't that still math still make sense? Oh, and by the way, something we didn't get into with Jason Cole, because I'm like, we can't do a deep dive on this because people will fall asleep. But I love cap stuff. Yeah. I love the business of sports. Salary cap's gonna jump thirty million dollars. Thirty million dollars this year? Yes. Right, makeups for all of that, and that, and then there's also seventy million dollars, you know, of of the other, you know, the way it breaks out. But you're you're going and adding thirty million dollars to the caps, like the quarterback making a few extra bucks. I'm not worried about that in 2025. Right. So tell me, are you done with Justin Fields or not? That's where I'm at with the Bears. So as much as everybody's like, you got to do this, Daniel Jeremiah, all these evaluators. Well, you got to take Caleb Williams. Like, I don't know that you do. I'm I'm with you on that. I've said that. I've been on the record saying that as well. I mean, if you can trade that pick and get <laughs> get multiple first-round picks to actually add to a guy that we know can play. I mean, we don't know how good he is yet. Yeah, but, where that ceiling yes, is. Yes, right. but we know he can play. And he's shown it at the tail end of the last even, la- – even the season before this, the tail end, we mm-hmm. saw that as well. So there's something about getting him into the right position to succeed early – and get his confidence to a point where he can succeed early because we've seen for two years now, once he is confident and they have some type of uh, flow to their to their offense, to their team, he can play. So for me, I'm with you on that. I think, you know, we give up on these quarterbacks a little too soon. We've seen that happen in Cleveland a lot of times with even um, Baker Mayfield situation, right, where you get rid of him and you bring in – Deshaun Watson, who he's supposed to be a generational guy who can change your franchise, and he hasn't played in two years. So it's like, did you really do the right thing there where Baker Mayfield went to a situation in Tampa Bay and is about to get re-upped and get a new deal because he played really good football. So I think, you know, ditching these guys and 
really and, and and allowing these guys to go to different situations isn't always the right play. So I would tell Chicago, if they're listening right now, I think you might want to be a little patient here and give Fields a chance and let him do his thing. It's funny, as we we talked about a bunch and and I mentioned it, you know, during our interview before that Fields did follow Drake London, Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Going home, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So the Falcons are the betting favorites as we sit yeah. here today. The Steelers coming in after them. Uh, there's a report out of Las Vegas that the Raiders are interested, even though they just hired his former offensive coordinator, okay. Luke Getze, who's oh. there. But he did an interview last week, and he just spoke so glowingly. He Again, did. it's yeah. a lot of poker faces, whatever. But sometimes you just have – like. I don't know. You try to read people like when you're in this business and you, you live long enough, even if you're not in this business, you're trying to judge sincerity versus I'm putting on a show. Oh, sure. Getsy didn't seem like he was putting on a show as he talked about Justin Fields, whatever the warts were in terms of translating whatever yeah. they were doing onto the field. And I remind folks, go into the, the advanced math of it all outside of DJ Moore and most of the time Cole Komet, rest of those receivers struggle catching the football. There you go. And, you know, you can immediately turn around and say, well, look at all the drops from the Chiefs receivers. Yeah. All right. I'm not comparing Justin Fields to Patrick Mahomes. Right. You're not going to trick me into getting that kind of argument. Make it. Make that Make that, Make that. that take. I'm not. Ju- <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, if I want hot take nonsense and maybe some of the multi-commas that come with it, this is about as good as it gets right here. Um, but you mentioned Deshaun Watson, right? Go back to the 2017 draft. It, Deshaun Watson should have been the guy the Bears picked based on all evaluation of what you'd seen on a college field, right? Right. It's not Patrick Mahomes, you know, the hindsight 2020 crowd. Right. Suddenly saying, well, I, you know, you obviously should have said, no. No. The consensus in the football world, both from the collegiate and the professional side, was good collegiate, great collegiate. Mm-hmm. That's not going to translate to the NFL. Right. And guess what? He had to go to the Chiefs. Guess what the Chiefs have? A guy that knows how to coach. Yes. And a system that was proven in Philadelphia for many years. They mm-hmm. didn't get over, mm-hmm. but then they go to KC. You've got Alex Smith. He finally has organizational stability for the first time in his life. Because remember, in San Francisco, every year it was a new offensive coordinator. How do you do? Yeah. Welcome and, through. And that's another point, right? Like, if Patrick Mahomes went to Chicago, right, where would would he be this good? Hell no. <laughs> it fit matters. And so when you talk about evaluating these quarterbacks and saying whether they're good or bad in some of these situations they're at, you can literally pinpoint this stuff to the coaching that's there. But even like uh, many people are just saying, well, you you know, you've got the number one pick again. You can't screw this up. You know, you can't trade it away like you did last year. It's like, well, last year, if you pick number one, are you sure you weren't taking Bryce Young? Because wasn't he the consensus? I mean, C.J. Stroud, the whole test thing is a whole other mess, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we can talk about here in, in a sec. Yep. But because a lot of guys ain't going to do it this year. But <laughs> like how much that may or may not have affected him, where he went to college may or may not have affected him. But number one pick on most boards was Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. So if the Bears had taken Bryce Young, where are they? Oof. Who's he throwing to? Because you don't have D.J. Moore. Right. Right. Darnell that Mooney would have yeah. come in as number one. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Right. It would have been Darnell Mooney who had a, what, 55% catch efficiency rate with Justin Fields or something like that this year. Uh-huh. Like all their field, all their other receivers were sub 60% in terms of, 
you know, trial and error, right. uh, throwing the ball <laughs> down the field. Take some of that for Justin Fields, and we can talk about accuracy at times. But in general, it's like you wouldn't have had that number one. And now you've got a number one. So saying, well, you got it. You got a second shot at the apple and Caleb Williams, this, that, the other. And I don't, I don't pretend to know the guy. We've watched a lot of football through the years. Right. He didn't exactly handle adversity very well. <laughs> and I don't mean just going up into the stands with mom, because that's what everybody's going to default oh, yeah, to. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. talking about podium. Right. I'm talking about podium when he did show up. Some of the stuff he said, like, it wasn't talking about the game. Like, just talking about how sad he was or whatever. And I I, I respect the honesty to it. Yeah. But you think that's going to work in Chicago? No, that won't work in Chicago, no. Right? I mean, there's a couple no. of cities in the NFL that maybe you can go and play and, and you're not going to get, you know, the local media to jump on you right away. Right. That ain't going to happen in Chicago because you're brought <laughs> in as the savior. Yeah. No, it's got – I mean, yeah, if he goes into that in, into the NFL with that attitude in general, it won't work. But I think, again, he was – he was probably pacified a little bit in USC. I mean, not even probably. I'm, well, Lincoln I Riley that. did him no favors. Yeah, yeah, no, he didn't get him ready to go. But you know, this these guys will be ready. He'll, he'll be ready to come in and I think have a chance to compete at a high level and obviously learn from his mistakes and do well. I, I, I suppose. But I think you know, making this a full circle conversation, I, he does. Number one, he doesn't want to go to Chicago. So. And I think he's made that very crystal clear in the stuff that he said. Well, it it seem it seems right? like there's some maybe wishy washiness. Like it's more of his dad. I okay. think that's attributed more to people around him. Uh-huh. But how much of that is being his words being channeled? Like we're playing chicken and the egg. Right. I think a little bit okay. with Caleb in that in that regard. Got it. Yeah. So I, mean, I won't I won't categorically dismiss it, but yeah. it could be there. You know what I mean? That that having that percentage chance. Having that stigma already attached to the situation, right? You know, he's gonna have to if he does go there and he's picked number one, he's gonna have to <laughs> obviously play well and earn the respect of his coaches and his teammates, obviously, number one. But that fan base as well. And we know that fan base can, you know, is is very passionate and can be rowdy and boisterous in in their opinions on the football product on the field so if he stepped into that situation he's gonna have to be all in is all is what i'm saying so you want to make sure that you're there and getting the chance to evaluate him and know that he wants to be there yeah i mean i just sit here and you know from a straight strategic part of thing i let josh harris and magic johnson i i let them salivate all over and give me a king's ransom to send caleb williams home i agree I'm with you. And if I don't get it right, guess what? The salary cap's going up $30 million. Right. And it'll go up again. Mm-hmm. And it'll go by the time I actually need a quarterback. Look, the, the out-of-the-box thinking of it all is if you think you have a team that can compete and the way the defense played the second half of the year, mm-hmm. bringing in Montez Sweat and what Eberflus, once he was really calling the defense and he had an analyst up in the booth after Allen Williams disappeared. Right. Again, you and I have talked about this. Still don't know what happened to him. <laughs> But it it's the idea that you've got a defense that might be able to compete to a certain level. Yep. You've got some offensive weaponry, whether it's at nine and then whatever else you do in the rest of the draft. Do you go grab one of the veteran quarterbacks that's on the marketplace? Like I th- I think Russell's to me, he's past his expiration. Yeah. Like I think the numbers were a bit hollow for me last year. Mm-hmm. But you think they were, yeah. I think they were. Like I, I don't I don't. I think he's still probably in that middle of the the NFL, but I don't think he's solving 
no, I, and coming I in as the no, savior I agree with that. No, I so agree. if I've got yes. a team that he can come and, and be part of the machine, like you know, the rumors of him to Pittsburgh yeah. might actually make some sense. Yeah, yeah. A lot of playmakers, coach that's not going anywhere, stability, defense, et cetera, and everything's kind of the same there. formula, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it harkens back to some of the Seattle days when you when you get down to it. But in division, Kirk Cousins may not go back to Minnesota. Maybe not. So, again, yeah. how many years does he have left coming off the injury? And he's, what, 35-ish at this point? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not everybody's Tom Brady, as much as we like to say everybody's now going to play till they're 40 and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's superhuman. That, that's that not pipe dream happen. kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 no. I mean, if I really want to get crazy, I'll go give J- Jameis Winston the job and just – See what happens. <laughs> but, hey, Zabu, Zabu is my guy. That's that's a nickname. But uh, hey, he gave us a lot of. Well, it's his. Um, that's his Twitter handle. Oh, it is. Jabu wins. That's you know he's from. You know he's actually from the same neighborhood as I am in Bessemer, Alabama. Is that right? He literally stayed around the corner from me. He was a little kid when I was playing quarterback. Is that in the high second school. book now? Maybe. So we get the the Herm Edwards book, and then we get Tales we, we, we of can talk about those stories. Yeah, his his because uh, normally the stories Jason and I would have about Jameis working this night shift mm-hmm. they weren't always the best. They weren't good. <laughs> he's actually one of my little my little guys. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, he's not little now. He's bigger. He's a bigger bigger guy. Than I find me. him. I find him fascinating, <laughs> I, and I, I'd love to see him get another shot. Yeah, uh, he is Kerry Rhodes at Kerry twenty five Rhodes, where you find him on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. As we continue, uh, how long? Often do you get a star receiver, an embattled star receiver at mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. call into a local radio show? Well, one guy did earlier today. We'll tell you what that's all about coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. 
Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. Carrie Rhodes in for Jason tonight. T-shirt, you're setting a mood. Like Friday, it's not, this isn't quite club. It's like you're casting uh, Carrie and me in a John Wick scene. It does have that vibe, yes. It's kind of like that or like the old school, like 80s, like 90s. 90s, like the the crow, like the crow or something. Oh, look at you. Good pull, dog. Good movie. Of course. Yep. There you go. Revisiting the classics. That's it. When you come in, we we just have to come in and and do a segment that's just nothing but a couple of random movies. You guys are skilled. You guys are up up on your, uh, up on game. Obviously, Alex is... Very you gotta know. be careful with up on game. LeVar Arrington's gonna come crashing. Is that a thing? That's his thing, man. That's his whole network. He well, can come crashing through the wall hey, and that's all right. like the Kool-Aid man and take you down. I'm gonna give him a Snickers and say, uh <laughs> <laughs> and calm him down. Exactly. It's our buddy. Uh Lavar, Brady, and and Jonas doing their thing on two pros and a cup of Joe. <laughs> Carrie Rhodes in with me, Jason Smith, off tonight, uh, as we sit here uh from the tireact.com studios and early today in response to a lot of stuff going on in Philadelphia. Who's happy? Who's not? Big Dom (laughs) after his uh, banishment from the sidelines. Evidently, he is the emotional support animal Mm, for for Nick Sirianni. (laughs) I I don't think there's any way. He's security blanket like he's Linus from the Peanuts gang. I mean, (laughs) go on down the line. Evidently, he was the buffer for interactions with other coaches, with mm-hmm. players, and 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 alleviated a lot of friction. That happens along sometime. the way. It happens sometimes. Everybody, you know, you got to have a cooler around. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. And and you know, we we're talking about it, uh, Rich Ornberger and I, the other day. And he brought up uh, Ernie Adams, who was Belichick's right hand man. Nobody was really sure, you know, what his official title was, special right. advisors, and yeah, all those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Uh, maybe ex CIA spook. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. But the the idea that you have these guys around. Well, one of the other topics, and a guy grading, gotten much derision for his second half. Man, everybody did except Jason Kelsey. He was the only guy that was still popular yeah. by the time the season ended. Yeah. Because he was good for Jalen Hurts' fantasy numbers with the tush push. Yeah. <laughs> tushy, and, tushy. All, and obviously, he and his brother and the greatness that is with – with Taylor Swift. By the way, the salary cap going up. I saw the memes all today. Yes, Taylor Swift being around you, yeah. didn't, didn't hurt yeah. uh, process as well. Uh, but A.J. Brown, a guy we just did our uh, I Want Your Flex season finale, uh, Dan Byer, Ryan Bershinger, and I. Uh, and A.J. Brown was the guy that as we're doing a five-round mock draft for 2024, probably should have been drafted a lot higher than he was. Yeah. But there's, there are just guys, based on the way their season before went, whether you drafted them too early and they failed you, 
while still being on the field? Because obviously you take the caveats for injuries right? And or your quarterback going down and whatever else. He was still on the field. He was still out there. Jalen Hurts was still on the field, yet his production went to hell. So hearing on WIP that we had a, a lot of stuff going on, you know, A.J. Brown decided he wanted to be part of the conversation and decided to, to dial it up with the hosts and get involved in, in the process, you know, because you want to defend your good name mm-hmm. when it's all said and done. I have no problem. I want to be here. As simple as that. I love where I'm at. As simple as that. Next question. <laughs> you like that? That was it? Right. Well, I mean, it's simple. You know, it said, you know, Brian Johnson had to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But trying to answer questions, because there's been a lot of speculation of whether he's going to fight to get out of town. Right. Now, again, with all of these players at this point where we are in the process, it's a lot of lip service. And what's true, what's imagined, you don't know. Right. Justin Fields, even when he sat down with Equinemius, one of the great names in our game, St. Brown, and his brother Amon Ra yeah. for their podcast, is like, you know, just because you're not following someone doesn't mean you're still not talking to them. Right. Right, and then he he dragged EQ by going, "Hey EQ, you know, like like a girl, you know, you don't have to be following her to be talking to her." <laughs> like, really, you had to do that to the guy on the podcast? <laughs> but just just that idea of like, at this point, it's a poker game, mm-hmm. right? Teams are trying to sell that their guys the greatest in the world if they're going to go into the trade market, right? Or we like them enough, so if you want them, you really got to come get it. And for AJ Brown, he knows he's in a pretty good situation. Right, at least on paper, I mean, personnel-wise coming into the year, even with the new coordinators they had, Kerry, mm-hmm. we still would have rated that roster as a top five. Right. Which is what made last year such a such an abject failure. Yeah. By the way, the Big Dom thing to me, like, hey, Nick, you, you can just box it up, have Big Dom you know, carry the stuff out of the building for you. <laughs> and that, if that really was the thing that sent your season spiraling, was that game. guy not around? Yeah. That's a problem yeah. for a guy that's supposed to be your coach and leader or whatever. Take nothing away from what guys and women need to function in their jobs. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of a big deal Yeah, that's you know, a- for that to, to take that much out of a squad. If, even if it's a small percentage of the pie, but for AJ Brown, Right, right now he's going to say all the right things because mm-hmm. he's not going to torch the organization, right? Yeah, or his former OC or anything else. Right. No, point. I take it. Yeah, I take what he said uh, with a grain of salt. To be honest, it's um, doing some damage control. Um, he knew that his reputation took a little of a hit, a little bit of a hit this past year. I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, there was situations earlier when he was. Early on in the season when they were winning and he wasn't as involved and then he made the statements about wanting to be involved and he was in, got involved and had the stretch where he was super heavily involved. Sure. And, you know, there's ebbs and flows that go with that in general. But down the stretch, obviously, something was awry. You could tell. I mean, there was tension in the building. There was starting to be leaks of certain things happening. There was the quarterback doing drills to make sure he kept the ball in his hands and not fumbling and all these weird, like, little tidbits that were coming out about mm-hmm. that squad. So that's when you know it's starting to tear from the seams and there is there is fire and smoke combined in those situations. You know what I mean? So you you know that that was something happening. For a number one receiver, always going to be crazy ego involved anyway. I mean, they always want the ball. And when they're not getting the ball, that is a problem. 
and that's a problem even if they're not winning. So there's it, it becomes a situation of, all right, having your leader be in a position to actually delegate these egos. <laughs> there's a lot of talented people on that team. And if one ego is getting bigger than the other in those situations, especially when you've already had success, that following year, that's why – Outside of, you know, execution and the things that you have to do to win the following year going to a Super Bowl, the real the real problem and the thing that really exists to where it tears teams apart is the ego. Because you've had a taste of success. You've proved how good you are individually and as a team, but individuals rise to the top when you have certain situations when you're winning and making it far. Sure. Like an A.J. Brown who came over and actually put them over the hump lat that the year before last. And so there's validity to what he's saying, but you have to humble yourself at a point to know that it's not just about me. It's about winning. And for him, I hope he gets that because I don't, this interview was just whatever. I hope he understands the value of being a good teammate and a good guy and continue to win. He's already got his money. Go out there and play to win and be a good teammate. Now that's my advice to him. Yeah. I think you make a good point with the, the ego coming in. I heard Jimmy Johnson say, I think he was on with Colin uh, talking about that. I remember going back to the bears and the 85 bears, right. Of buddy Ryan getting carried off. You got Ditka. So you had the coaches at each other. (laughs) That's right. Which means the players, look, everybody's looking to get paid. Yes. Right. And that, and that was really when free agency was starting to become a thing Mm -hmm. in the national football league, right. Back in the day, People go go look at those Steelers teams, the Cowboys teams, um, the first Cowboys run, go back to the Staubach teams and all that. You didn't have a lot of player movement unless guys were determined, you know, you were old and you're gone. Yeah. Right? And, and San Francisco, not a, not a lot of guys moving out of there. So in the NBA, the same thing, right? Free agency, the doors open, and all of a sudden you, you see a bunch of player movement and those – would-be dynastic runs fall apart yeah. really fast because guys want to get paid, right? Because you know it's a short-term game. And look, if you take it back to the 80s, a lot of those injuries that these guys come back from now, they, they, were, were, they done. were done. They were done, yeah. Right? You didn't have a chance to try to prove to someone 10 months later, a year and a half later, that you were going to be able to get back on a football field. Right. It's like, ah, he tore his ACL. Oh, he's have done. Have a nice life. No, he's done. <laughs> Trust me, I, I had a bad enough knee injury that nobody would sign off on papers, and I was just trying to play ball you know, or wrestle at the end of high school. Really? You know, like, you're done. Really? <laughs> like, wow. you know, nobody wanted the liability to it, so I can only imagine when you start talking about it from a professional level. Can we get another linebacker about that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, he's going to be cheaper, and he's got both his knees. See ya. Uh, and that's the game that still exists to a degree today. But, you know, Jimmy Johnson talking about it once the Cowboys had some success. Now, and, th- and that was always the greatness of Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. Right, you had some of the greatest players of all time, and people just dismiss it, going, "Ah, he had Michael and Scotty, he had, you know, Kobe and Shaq, whatever." It's like manage all that. You got to manage it, right? Manage all that. Yeah. Add Rodman yeah. and what he's doing, yeah. and get him to show up to play each night. Exactly. After not knowing where he is, after the or not or or allow him to not practice or, or do, do it right or however do it, you or whatever, it. however you got to get yes. through it yeah. right same thing here like and you're in philadelphia so we know the expectations coming off a super bowl loss are well you got a roster you're going to get back right and you see two coordinators leave mm-hmm. and we raised our hands 
I think, properly before the season. Again, history of Super Bowl losers getting back being a difficult thing and all, but also just saying it's going to take some time to gel. And then you're hoping maybe at midseason it works. Well, guess what? They won a bunch of those games early, and then at midseason it all fell apart. Yeah. And now you're in the same spot. You replace another coordinator, A.J. Brown, unhappy. Kelsey may or may not retire. I don't think he will. I think he's too too prideful to go out the way that second half of the season did. Hmm. Because I think the roster is good enough to go make another run in the division. Well, they're going to lose Hassan Reddick, it seems. Probably, yes. And question of whether Fletcher Cox returns. or. But from the offensive side, Mm -hmm. you got a lot of talent that's still there. You got talent, but I still got questions about Jalen Hurts. No, but certainly, but, but look at the division. Oh, no, I'm with you. Do I trust the Cowboys? Hell no. No, You can't. The Commanders are in rebuild mode, and the Giants? No. What are they? No, they're not. So you're you're in a position, like, and I'm looking at it if I'm Jason Kelsey. I just celebrated with my brother and did all this stuff. I still have a path back to the playoffs. Yeah. With with pretty. Oh, for sure. You know, I can be one of the top seven there. Yeah. And then we play one or two good games. And, yes, Jalen Hurts, a lot of questions. Yeah. Still. You know, normally we have one year and everybody wants to anoint guys. Like, I was no, just, I'm, I need, I'm so glad you I, said I need, that. I need a little Mike. more. I was just, that's, that was my next place. Give time for these guys to actually build up a resume of being good. When, when I know we're in this social media age where we want to anoint it's people. Microwave, baby, let's go. It, it's crazy to me how, you know, he, he was great last year, Jalen Hurts. Played a phenomenal Super Bowl and could have won it. Yes. Played well. That doesn't mean he's the next coming of whoever the next coming is. And it's like, and see, that, and that's what happens, right? We build them up so high for us to tear them down. And the teardown's even more monumental than, this, than, than the announcement. No, that's it, right? And then going back to Fields or whoever else, like you get a very short amount of time to prove you can do something yes. and we're quick to dismiss yes. and move on yes now he's got three years so i i get it yeah. three years good sample size yeah but you see all saw what happened in pittsburgh right kenny pickett was healthy mason rudolph was their guy down the stretch yes yet they're still coming to camp in theory if you believe what they're telling you right now with those two guys are going to battle for the quarterback right <laughs> jump I, yeah like what are we doing we yeah. still believe in kenny do you really? <laughs> Otherwise, he would have been back on the field, no? Right. right. But anyway, uh, long story short, uh, in Philadelphia, you're not getting a free pass. And I love the fact that guys are paying attention to the echo chamber and acknowledging it. Because telling me you don't hear it, I know you're a liar. Right. Telling me it doesn't affect you, I know you're a liar. So calling in to say, yeah. no, even if you're lying through your teeth, you're acknowledging, hey, fans pundits, whatever, we hear you. Right. And oh. we know the product of the second half of the year stunk. It, it was bad. It was bad. And, and, you know, basically just said, I'm accountable. And, yes, I want to be here to fix it. That's so, cool. yeah. you know, if nothing else, maybe you sold a jersey or two. He might, he, he's got a couple more fans back on. There you go. Back, back on, on his side, at yeah. least for the moment. Yep. All right. He's Kerry Rhodes in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. Jason Smith show with me, Mike Harmon, here from the TireRack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios. Now with a... Rundown of a very busy Friday night in his micro-machine voice. It's our guy, Steve DeSager. I have no idea what that means, but I'll you just rem- You going. don't remember the ads where the guy spoke at 100 miles an hour? Oh, many, many years ago. Yeah, well, I'm old. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. That guy made money because he could speak at a speak mile a minute. Fast, yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I just figured, you know, you got a couple of minutes to try to figure out it's how not to quite get that. all of it together, yeah. Steve. An impressive NBA win for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. A team with a losing record on the road this year, but they got a win at Minnesota tonight, 112 to 107, ending Minnesota's four game winning streak. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 33 points. In the loss, Rudy Gobert, 19 rebounds. Anthony Edwards in defeat was 10 of 27 shooting from the floor for his 28 points. There is the late game still going in L.A. The Lakers lead with under five minutes to go against the Spurs, 116 to 100. LeBron James with the bad ankle was out last night, a loss at Golden State. James is playing tonight. He has 28 points, nine assists, just two turnovers. Denver won at Portland, 127 to 112. Portland's lost seven straight. Nikola Jokic, another triple-double. Golden State defeated Charlotte, 97 to 84. Hornets in the first half only scored 29 points. Golden State coach Steve Kerr agreed to a two-year extension. Clippers came back to win at Memphis, 101-95. Oklahoma City doused Washington, 147 to 106. The Wizards have lost 10 in a row. Shea Gilgis Alexander for OKC, 30 points in 30 minutes on the court. Wins for Miami and Houston. Wins for Toronto and Philadelphia, which beat Cleveland a 104 to 97. The final. Karis LeVert of Cleveland, one of 11 shooting from the floor. Donovan Mitchell of the Cavs was out again due to illness. College basketball victories for Nevada and Cornell, which is first place in the Ivy League now. Just three NHL games. Buffalo won two to one at Columbus. Winnipeg in overtime wins at Chicago three to two. Minnesota a four two winner at Edmonton. At spring training, the Dodgers beat the Padres again 4-1. to Freddie Freeman, a first-inning homer and a sack fly later. Shohei Otani did not play again today, coming off elbow surgery, but he's due to make his team debut next week. The Dodgers and Padres started workouts early since their regular season begins against each other with two games in South Korea, March 20th and 21st. The Cubs scored six runs in the first inning and beat the White Sox 8-1. Yeah. to Colorado at spring training shut out Arizona 3-0 and Texas 5-4 over Kansas City. Time of the game, two hours and 17 minutes. U.S. women's soccer won in L.A. tonight 4 nothing over Argentina. It was a 3 nothing lead after 20 minutes. The U.S. outshot them 20-3. And former Dallas Cowboys receiver Golden Richards has passed away at the age of 73. Died of congestive heart failure today at his home in Utah. He'd been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease over a decade ago. His family said he had fallen on a couple of Christmases ago and broken his hip, and that required a few surgeries. He is in declining health. If you've seen any of the old NFL films of Super Bowls, Golden Richards had the clinching touchdown, not on a catch from Roger Staubach, even though it was Super Bowl twelve. It was on a trick play, a pass from the fullback, Robert Newhouse, to beat Denver, which was busy turning the ball over all day. Uh, anyway, Golden Richards passing away at 73. Back to you. Ah, what a life and career. I mean, we've seen that play probably a million times. Thanks, Steve. Mm-hmm. That's that's Steve DeSager in the update desk. We've got Kerry Rhodes in for Jason Smith. Uh, just a note out of the uh, the Lakers-Spurs game, even though the uh, Lakers with a big lead, Victor Wembanyama in his 29 minutes, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, and 5 steals. Wow. How about that for a night? Pretty good. Not, not too shabby, not shabby uh, for the kid. Let's see if he can uh, – well, he's trying to match that high school girl, did you see, that had the uh, quintuple double? Mm-mm or however you would pronounce that, uh, where it was like 10 points, 11 rebounds, steals, assists. Blocks you and name. everything. Yeah, all, like all across the board, pretty crazy. Either that or it was, I think she was four and they were – 
claiming Victor could do the five. He's that skilled. Oh, well, so, it, good stuff. You'll see. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it comes <laughs> out. But for the Lakers, they needed one that was a little easier. So nice to see the Spurs show up on the schedule for them here in the second game of a back-to-back. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. He's Gary Rhodes. I'm Mike Harmon. Coming up next, you ever watch Storage Wars? Well, some guy probably should should have from the NFL because he just lost a locker with a lot of loot. Mm. We'll tell you what that's all about coming up next here on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back into the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios. Mike Harmon alongside my guy, Kerry Rhodes, in for Jason Smith tonight. The Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon. Uh, wherever you're listening, thanks for being part of the extended family, the iHeartRadio app, our 400-plus affiliates. As you're out and about, be safe in your Friday night into Saturday mornings, highways and byways, to and from uh, nocturnal activities, whatever they may be, uh, maybe a a dinner and a drink or whatever you're doing, just be safe. Look after each other. Mm. You know, all that peace and love kind of thing uh, as we go through. Now, have you ever um, gone to storage auctions like they do on Storage Wars, you know? (laughs) And you got some auctioneer shouting at you and all. No. Have you ever done that? I have not done that. Have you ever that. watched that show? You ever get uh, sucked down that, that that time waster? I don't think so, but I, I definitely know the show. But I don't think I've sat through it. All right, so. a guy who probably should have watched it is Mozzie Smith. Just finished his rookie year with the Dallas Cowboys, former mm-hmm. University of Michigan standout, mm-hmm. drafted this year. Um, guy got a storage locker. And, well, he posted on TikTok, a guy named Vincent Broadway says he paid $1,880 for the unit. And there was a gun safe inside it, was one thing. <laughs> uh-huh. But as a reseller, you know, saying of cool finds, whatever, he ends up going through this locker and starts going and finding a bunch of Michigan Jordan 1 Lowe's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a notebook from team meetings. It's got weightlifting info. Uh 
you know, that he misidentifies the playbook, but he's got uh, on his TikTok and all his videos, it's this box of all these limited edition shoes, most of which don't look like they've been worn. (laughs) Right. Going on. Uh, Also a receipt from Cartier for a pair of $12,000 solid gold sunglasses. He just found the receipt. No word of whether the sunglasses are actually there. (laughs) But he says the receipt is there, so I think he's going to keep scouring until he's done there. Yeah. But also, uh, three or four boxes of Megabuck Halo Legos. Ooh. So you got some of that. Some unopened video games. And a Louis Vuitton toiletry bag. Yep. Saying, estimating some $20,000 plus when it's all said and done with all of these shoes. And that's... Probably being conservative on the shoes when you start thinking about perhaps team issued limited edition yeah. Jordan kind of stuff, especially with Michigan huh. and the alumni base and currently the fervor. Yeah. But yeah, he had signed a four year deal worth thirteen million dollars. Um, so you know, the kind of dismissive in the story. Well, he's not gonna miss that stuff. I'm like, does he remember he had the locker? Is always the question I get. <laughs> like as guys move on, right? You you start moving into that next phase that you've got a bunch of stuff going, and maybe that was the devil in the details. You forgot about that storage locker that you were, you got for the dollar down and whatever ninety bucks a month or something that you you totally forgot that you'd stored stuff there while you were moving. Yes, it happened. And I'm going to get to that story, but it happened to me. <laughs> it happened to Kerry Rhodes. All right, violins come out here, T-shirt. It's time for, he looks like he's uh, heartbroken. Here. I am heartbroken. I really am. Coming, leaving Louisville. Louisville. I had like a little storage thing. Um, not probably as expensive of things as he had there, yeah. but we, talk, we, we we can put a value on things outside of money and for me it was my high school basketball games on VHS you know those memories that you want to share forever with your kids and you know they see me as a football player but I was an all-state basketball player and I could never show that to people and let them know that now and so it's got it's all gone Nobody's got this footage. Nobody has it anymore. Wow. I've tried. My mom tried to get it from different places. It's all gone. So I feel sorry for him. Well, we'll con- yeah, we'll have to continue this as we pour one out for Kerry Rhodes and those members. I thought you were going to tell me you had a bunch of VHS tapes with old music videos, maybe some of your early uh, songs that you're putting Another together. Another thing of that too. Yeah. All right, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. that. Kerry, twenty-five Rhodes at Swollen Dome. That it was fight night in the NBA. That's next on Fox. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free 